Welcome to Cancel Culture, the business of law podcast brought to you by Byfield. This is the this is Council Culture, the Business of Law podcast with Byfield. As regular listeners will be aware, I'm not the usual host. Um, Meg is on a well-deserved break in France at the moment, and so we're going to do a slightly different episode today um, than our usual going through the news discussion. Instead, I'm here with Ben, who's going to go through some of the top three things we think will be at the top of the agenda going into the autumn. So that's hybrid working, which I think we're going to start off with, and the potential frictions that um, employers and employees might face. So, Ben, what do you think is going to happen? Well, good to have you, Hattie, and good to good to be here. So, as you said, we're going to keep this super brief. We're sure lots of people are on holiday, but we thought rather than plough through five or six stories that we normally do, let's just pick out three themes which we think will dominate the agenda in the autumn. And I think you're absolutely right to, 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 to pick out hybrid working first because there's clearly quite a bit of friction, isn't there, between what law firm leaders want and, and, and what people are willing to do. We did our own poll on LinkedIn last week, which got hundreds of people responding. And it looked as if most people wanted to be at work one to two days a week, as in in the office. But as we've seen with some examples Particularly, the U.S. firm is mandating kind of four days, four days a week back in the office, uh, and Os- Osborne Clark um, and I think one other uh, linking presence in the office number number of days in the office to to bonuses. So, so really, really big lines, almost battle lines, being drawn in the sand there. I think, and I think reputationally, firms are going to need to address this. Probably is their number one priority. Uh, we, you know, we're really seeing a lot of a lot, you know, a lot of friction there. And uh, from a messaging and internal commerce perspective, I think this is going to be top of the list come 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 the autumn for sure. It's certainly, you know, from clients and, and, and people that we speak to in the market, this is the number one thing that we're asked about. We're asked about what other firms are doing and how well those schemes are, are, are going. The other one, actually, as we're in the summer, is, is, is this. It's looking at... Uh, whether people are allowed to take kind of two-week blocks of working abroad, perhaps if they are, you know, if they're if they're not British and they want to go and spend time with their family, and there's a lot of thinking being done around that as well. So I think that's the number one theme in the autumn for sure. In your opinion, do you think that there's a major difference between how UK solely UK firms are dealing with that and US firms? That's a great question. You know what? Um, having been in New York and, and Chicago in April this year. The, the, the number of people in the office on any given day seems a lot less than it is here. Uh, I, I don't really have huge insight into you know the comings and goings between what firms are saying over in the States and uh, what employees are actually doing. But my sense is there's more of a reticence outside of the UK to be in the office than, than, than here. And we're seeing here there is a bit of reticence as well. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a really good question. Mm, it's, sure. a, it's a big topic at the moment as well. And um, moving on as well to the kind of second thing on the ed- that is on the agenda, um, mergers. A&O, Thierman in particular. Yeah, of course. This is, the, this is the headline of the year, isn't it? You know, in 10 years' time, uh, when, you know, the legal press are looking at the, the you know this this particular decade i think this story will be probably in the top three or four stories of the last 10 years for sure i think most people want this merger to happen because it's going to set such an exciting precedent for 
you know, for transatlantic tie-ups. And frankly, you know, the, a good shot in the arm for uh, the, the, you know, the English legal system and, you know, A&O being a, a traditionally a magic, magic circle firm. But I think two things are absolutely key in terms of the, the, the autumn. One is there really, really needs um, a, a very clear timetable set out as to what people can expect to happen and when. There's a lot of goodwill actually towards the discussions because I think the two firms handled it really well back when the story broke, I think in May. But there needs to be a bit of momentum seen here. I think that's absolutely key. The other thing is everybody's going to be looking at who the next A&O shearmen are going to be. So even if your firm is not in any type of merger discussions, you're going to need to be ready to be asked about what you are or what you're doing and what you may not be doing. Good case in point actually is Clifford Chance. Their results, uh, which were pretty good, were completely overshadowed by, um, you know, a slightly i thought non-committal answer as to whether a merger was on the table or not and it was sort of a not for now but actually that became the dominant headline of all the coverage around that that those clifford chance results and that tells you for sure that come the autumn you know and, and you look at things like the lawyers you know top 100 top 200 survey the the legal business equivalent whether a firm is right for a merger or not is going to be very very near the top of an analysis of every top firm here i think Mm, definitely. And on that, do you have any advice for firms that are questioned about whether or not they're merging? Just some top tips of how you could potentially combat those kinds of requests? I th- yes. I don't think combat is the right word because you just have to, as, as ever, think how something will appear on the, on, the, on the page. You know, you might want a journalist to think that a, a, a merger is on the table because it might be. And, you know, that's a very good way of getting your message across. So I think actually the answer is to be as truthful as, as possible and not let, without letting the cat go amongst the pigeons. But what I would say is if a merger is absolutely not on the table currently, just be really, really clear about that because any hint uh, that, you know, you might be uh, looking at a, a potential merger partner will be massively ramped up and escalated. So if you're, yeah, my one piece of advice would be if your firm is, you know, not in merger discussions, nor has any plans to be and is very happy yeah, pursuing its current path, be very, very clear on that. Great. Um, and then finally, financials. It's been very topical at the moment with Freshfields deciding not to release their financials. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they obviously have this year. Uh, and uh, so, you know, on one level, the, all the analysis, which will come in September, it's not going to be that different. But it's a big shadow, you know, over over those reports and those, those surveys. And it's a brave move from Freshfields. It's not my place to say whether it's the right one or the wrong one. But what will be happening is every other big firm will be looking at whether it will follow suit and will be very, very interested in the coverage that Freshfields receives, you know, in the autumn for 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 its financial results and everything else. Because reputationally, how that plays out will play a massive part on whether other firms will will follow suit. At the end of the day, you know, if you're you're here, your results will appear in some shape or form in company's house, however, months afterwards. And it's whether whether you want to control the narrative or not. And uh, so I think it remains to be seen. But my advice to everybody is keep a very close eye on Freshfield's coverage over the autumn because it will give you a very good barometer for how your firm's decision, if you do decide not to release your results, may, may play out. Do you foresee a change in the tide? Do you know what? I really, really don't know. 
often having been at a magic circle firm my myself as most of our listeners will know is that the you know those firms keep a very very close eye on what competitors are doing and with things like uh salaries and associate pay they tend to follow each other and 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 it's a kind of first mover advantage you do what you need to do and everyone else tends to follow suit Slaughters obviously don't release their results at all, but it will be very interesting to see what A&O um, and, and, and Freshfields, even Clifford Chance do. I mean, everyone's very busy trying to redefine themselves as not a magic circle firm, but they will be watching very, very quickly because at the end of the day, whatever the US firms do here, I still think it's the magic circle firms which have the most traction from a reputational perspective outside of the, the legal press. The mainstream business community want to know what Freshfields Links, Clifford Chance, etc. are doing more than more than any other firm, I think. Great. Well, it's all super, super helpful stuff. Um, that ends our podcast for today. Is that a good way of ending it? That's a, that's a good way of ending it. <laughs> um, well, thanks, Ben. Thanks for speaking to me and thank you for having me as well. Um, yeah. Good. I think all I'd say to everybody is I hope you're enjoying August. I think September is going to be a pretty busy month uh, and we all feel pretty optimistic as to how it might go. So let's see. Definitely. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to Council Culture, the Business of Law podcast brought to you by Byfield. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and join us again next week. We'll be discussing some more of the biggest stories in the legal sector.